Welcome to God, Yay or Nay. I'm your host, Noor Kidwai. I'm here to find out how we grow, transform, and become our best selves. How we create meaning in our lives. Come join me on my journey. Welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. This is your host, Noor Kidwai. Thanks for tuning in. My guest this week is Ashley Sanderson. Ashley runs a program called Challenge the Mirror. She helps people with uh, healing trauma and their sexuality. It was a really fun interview. I hope you guys enjoy. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. Check me out on social media, at Noor Kidwai. I appreciate the follows. And we're part of the Comedy Here Often podcast network on 604 Records, so check them out as well. Let's get to this week's episode, everybody. My guest this week, Ashley Sanderson. All right, welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. Today I'm here with Ashley Sanderson. Ashley, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Oh, this is going to be fun. Um, so uh, let's just uh, like to introduce you to my audience. I, I say you like help people with like sexual healing and help people with healing their past traumas and guilt and shame and stuff. Um, I, I think this is really cool. You started this thing called Challenge the Mirror. Um, why don't you tell my audience a little bit about this? And uh, yeah, I would love to hear a little bit of your like background too, like how you came into this whole uh, idea and business and stuff. Okay, awesome. So my name is Ashley Sanderson, and my business name is Challenge the Mirror. And I also do energy healing work, Reiki, and I love doing events on Eventbrite. And I'm also starting to put my classes out there as a curriculum so people can take them and have ultimate access to all the classes that I teach as well too. But Challenge the Mirror um, is pretty much based around all things self-love. And so it's understanding why we see a certain reflection in the mirror, because, you know, every day you see a different reflection in the mirror. Some days you're feeling yourself and some days you're not. Why is that? And it's getting to know and have a deeper understanding as to why you see a certain thing in the mirror. And that is, you know, inner child, uh, shadow work. It's uh, digging up all the things from the past, understanding why you are the way that you are, why you feel a certain way about yourself and uh, just getting real and honest about all the things that we need to work on in order to love ourselves fully and deeply. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, that's a great uh, way to like actually learn how to transform yourself. So I I take it that uh, there's probably some sort of self-transformation you kind of went through yourself to be able to be like, I want to kind of pass this knowledge on to other people. Yes, 100%. Um, I would say a couple of years ago, I just had it. I was done with not liking what I seen in the mirror. Um, I was done with being a jealous, insecure person. Uh, it was mm. eating me up. Jealousy and insecurities will just eat you up every single day and it'll ruin every single relationship that you're in and affect your life. And I was just tired of it. And I was tired of just not liking what I seen in the mirror even though, you know, to some I've been called beautiful and stuff like that, there was still something that I, I judged myself on every single thing and I was tired of it. And I knew that it wasn't just about the exterior because I did all the work on the exterior. I wore the makeup, I got my hair done, you know, I did the Botox, I did the filler, you, you know, what it, whatever it was, nothing was working. Mm. And so I started to dig deep into my past, dig deep into my childhood. And I started loving and giving love to that child that never received that love that it should have gotten. And um, so it kind of came from that, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I love that. And like, so when you're talking about digging into your childhood and going back and actually looking over these stuff, like, I know there's so many different like exercises or maybe like different things you can do to actually like try to go back. Uh, What were some of the main ones like you tried to like go back into your past and like dig up some of these wounds? Um, So a lot of being alone with yourself, um, getting honest, you know, 
embracing your shadow. I think, you know, taking a look at the things you have done, shining light on them, taking ownership for them and understanding why you behaved in that certain way. Like, for example, maybe, you know, I was seeking validation from men. Mm -hmm. And why would that be? Oh, well, uh, my real dad didn't want anything to do with me. I have a father wound there. Okay, so let's go deeper into that father wound. Okay, yeah, you were around seven years old. That's when you needed that love and attention. And so it's just like looking at your past life and trying to understand what was that inner child in you trying to do to protect their heart? And, you know, I, I came across a lot of courses and a lot of online teachings and I really started diving deep. You know, I microdosed with psilocybin. That was huge. That's mm -hmm. really how Challenge Mirror came about is I, I microdosed with psilocybin for about a year. And there was okay. a lot that came up with that. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty effective, eh? Like it, uh, it does like let you like go deep inside and um yeah and i like how you uh you from even like while listening to you on like uh instagram and stuff like i, I like how you always have like a personal responsibility kind of message that you send out because it's true like when you have uh certain things you need to heal it's like the thing is you have to do that work to do that healing it's i know that's a shitty thing to hear for some people like but it's true and like when I dealt with jealousy, my jealousy was mostly in my career. And I, I would always get jealous of people and that opportunities. And it was just such a bad mindset that just kept me down and kept me always in shitty places. And it just spiraled into more jealousy and resentment. But once I figured out like, hey, I got to put in that work to do my own thing, that's when my career started taking off. And I can see that like how you were saying with jealousy in your relationships, once you took ownership and, um, that's always one thing I, I really like about your message when I like follow you online. Yeah, I do want to kind of understand like because you do talk a lot about sexuality and like uh, helping people feel sexy again. And uh, and like, yeah, and I honestly from like looking at all your work, I've, uh, I've uh, like benefited from it myself. So like uh, maybe can you like uh, like describe to my audience, like what do you think about like sexiness and how to feel sexy and like what that even entails? Yeah. So I think for many, many generations, we've been shamed on our sexuality. It has been deemed as a bad thing, right? And, you know, especially stemmed from a lot of religions and stuff like that. There's a lot of fear base around our sexuality. So, you know, in order to feel sexy, you have to feel guilt and shame free in your sexuality. Mm. And you have to be comfortable in it and you have to know that there's nothing wrong with it and that it is a life force that we carry. It is how we create things. Uh, it is very, very healthy. And to me, sexiness is self-love on steroids. So it's like, how much self-love are you giving to yourself every day? And self-love is not just the Oh, I love myself. Self-love is the hard things, the hard decisions. Are you getting enough sleep? You know, if you have a drinking problem, are you going to quit? You know, choosing the right foods for your body, drinking enough water. Self-love is the hard stuff. It's actually doing the inner work. And when someone is putting in that work and putting in that self-love, it radiates and it shines mm -hmm. and you can see it. And then you can also see them being guilt and shame-free around their sexuality. Maybe by the way they dress, they dress really free. Maybe by the way they're able to move their body, maybe by the way they're able to hold a simple conversation around sex and their sexuality. Mm hmm. And uh, yeah, no, I love that. And you said uh, sex, uh, sexy, like is a, you say it's like a life force. So like, do you actually kind of like, kind of like believe it's like that? Uh, even like I know in like tantric, they would say like, this is your life force. This is your sexuality. Is that kind of feel it's like a sexual energy? Is that how you look at it? Yeah, we're all sexy. We're all sexual beings. That's nothing that can ever be taken away from you. And the couple of things, but one of the things is, is that, you know, the media kind of just tells us that we gain sexiness by 
things we can do to the exterior body, the clothing mm -hmm. that we wear, you know, for women makeup or whatever. And also just thinking that sexuality has stuff to do with our genitals. And so a lot of that energy is trapped in that area. But if mm -hmm. we can move that energy up and carry it through us and getting it flowing through us and into our mind and starting to tap into it with our mind, then we can go out there and really, really create and manifest and have that as our life force, you know, what makes you attractive by the other sex is that life force. Are you depleting it all the time by masturbation or having one night stands? Or are you taking that life force and filling yourself up and breathing it up into your body and then using it to create, using it to dance, using it to love? You know, it's been stuck in our genitals for so long because that's what the porn industry and everything wants us to think it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, and uh, when I first like dived into Tantra and just like learning about it, that was one thing I like that that was like a big paradigm shift for me was like actually looking because I, I yeah, we're all like genital focused. I was and like that's what I thought sex was. And like well, for men, we get aroused. And then like when we like the energy gets so intense there, we just want to release it right away. And that's basically how we're and like, you know, we become like pretty selfish as lovers as well when we uh, like think like that. But I remember like that whole idea of like um, in Tandro where it's just like, no, breathe that energy up into you and learn how to like get it into your body. And then like you actually learn, you can like feel pleasure like everywhere. And that orgasmic pleasure can be felt like all over your body, which is like, yeah, it's crazy. Eh? Yeah, and it's all about building it up and then building it up. See how much you can build it up because that's how you go to the other dimensions. <laughs> uh, yeah, is that how it happens? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you just keep building it up and building it up and building it up and what you can do and what you can create and how you hold your body and how you carry your confidence mm -hmm. next level. It's true. And like, I, I like how you say that because when you do have, when you start feeling sexy and you start feeling like uh, that confidence and self-love, that inner love, like you move differently and you, yeah, you carry yourself differently. And that whole thing, like it attracts people. Like it's true. When you see somebody with that kind of charisma, like immediately you can look at them and there's something about them that just attracts you. And you're like, this is like, Oh, something about this person I really like. And like, it is, it is nice that uh, that energy, like you said, it could be used for so much more and like used for creativity, used for like just your whole life in general. It's, uh, it's quite amazing. Eh? Oh yeah. It's so amazing. And yeah. And like you said, when you notice those type of people, oftentimes that can make us contract and go in or feel insecure, but all that is letting us know is that is a part of us that we, we need to work on. You know, like I went on, um, alive with another girl and we talked about why women fear each other and how what it feels like when we're with our partner and a beautiful woman walks in and she's carrying that charisma and that energy and how it just like scares us and it mm -hmm. makes us fear it but at the same time like we're feeling it of course our partners are gonna feel it because if we're feeling it a man's gonna feel it as well but just taking a look at it and realizing that that is a telltale sign that's something that we need to work on that's something that we need to carry within ourselves yeah i love that i, I really do and I, I think like uh when we're like when you talk about um when you feel that jealousy or that uh, pulling back or something when you see different people you should really pay attention to it because it, it's always like just a single a signal to yourself of like something like you want to work on right like uh yeah I don't know if you ever heard that line uh like what you perceive in other people you strengthen in yourself and like that's why if you're jealousy and you go into anger you strengthen those angers in yourself but if you look at somebody's sexiness and you go like I really admire that. I wish I could move like that. I wish I could carry myself like that. You start to strengthen those, um, those like qualities in yourself, right? Yeah, amazing. Call it out. Empower yourself with it. The best thing you can do, you know, even in a relationship, like it's just like call it out. Be like, oh yeah, she has a nice butt. Or yeah, oh, that guy is like, he works out. His body looks great. Wow, <laughs> look, at him. look at all that effort he puts in. It's just like, not allowing yourself to feel less than but empowering yourself of that 
because it's it's hard work, right? Doing the self-love, doing this inner work, being able to shine out like that is a daily practice. It's a lot of work. It's not like those people are just born like that or they just have good days every day. It's a practice to work on yourself every day and to get yourself to loving yourself no matter what you look like. Mm -hmm. Because we all look, we all look different, right? And you might say, well, that person has it easy because they're beautiful. But that person doesn't see them as such. It doesn't matter how models have the most insecurities in the world when yet you would think that they were so confident and beautiful. But everybody feels the exact same way unless they're doing the inner work and being able to shine without. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so can you tell us then like a little bit, especially about working with the mirror and stuff, like how do you empower people and how, like, what kind of exercises you kind of get them to do that really like helps them start to shine? Yeah, 100%. So I think one of the biggest things is taking ownership about the way you've been speaking to yourself, because the way you speak to yourself matters. And that is like a big quote that I say all the time. So it's identifying how you're speaking to yourself. And so one of the mere practices that I help people do is we get honest. They write down all the mean, nasty things that they've been saying about themselves, whether it be, you know, about their inner selves, whether they're not intelligent enough or whether it's, you know, they don't like their arms, they don't like their face, whatever it is. I get them to speak that in front of the mirror. And for the first time, they're able to look at themselves and say these nasty things to themselves that they've just been speaking on a daily level. And they're able to break down and they're able to understand how mean they have been to themselves. Mm. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of breaking down and then it's kind of, you know, doing some meditation, doing some breathing, connecting to the heart going back to the mirror, apologizing for speaking like that, telling yourself that you will be there from now on. You're going to watch your words. And then we write down all the things that they like about themselves. And then they go to the mirror and they practice that. And, you know, and they practice it every single day saying those nice things in the mirror. I love you. Like, this is it. This is what we get, right? So we got to appreciate this body that we have and we got to love it to the fullest extent because it's here for us and you know it wants to be empowered by us but you know i think social media and media in general has made us think that you know there's one type of beauty mm -hmm. and yeah and i and yeah social media i think especially like really hurts like people's mental health just by like constantly looking at these uh pictures of just sometimes it's just things you like a lot of us can't ever strive to so it is it is pretty rough but i do love that practice like uh learning like what you're telling yourself all the time that shit's like uh so important and like um it's crazy like how like little aware we are about it like uh, especially if we don't have any kind of meditation practice or have done psychedelics or something like that where they where you're able to go inside because a lot of times you can be like oh you're such an idiot like you say that to yourself but you're not even you're just kind of like oh i just said it it's not a big deal but when you start going deeper you see like how much like deeper those thoughts go and like um how destructive they are and uh when you're so when you're talking about like getting new thoughts, more loving thoughts. And like, uh, so this is just kind of now that your new exercise then afterwards, right? It's just like building up these loving thoughts and kind of continually like learn to tell yourself, make it habitual, make it subconscious almost. Totally, 100%. And it's like going to the mirror. So one of the biggest things that you can ever do if you want to fully connect with yourself is you do mirror gazing. So it's about three minutes that you make eye contact with in the mirror. And there's all of a sudden that a shift that will happen and you'll start to finally see you. Like it's weird. If you've never done mirror gazing and you've never stood in the mirror and actually looked eye to eye for at least like three to five minutes, all of a sudden you'll kind of break down and there'll be a lot of crying because you'll finally just see you for the first time. But then it's about like, you know, just if a lot of women don't like on fat underarm, whatever. So it's just about putting love into that and accepting it for what it is and touching those spots and loving those spots mm. and saying, I love you to yourself in the mirror multiple times, giving yourself, you know, soft, sensual touches, 
Yeah, no, that's true. And um, that like, it really does help. Uh, and also like when it comes to like healing trauma and stuff. So like we're talking about a negative self-talk and everything, like uh, lots of people like, you know, they hold trauma from like, like even a lot of different stuff from back in their like uh, childhood or even like doesn't even have to be childhood but um like we do hold us uh, this like trauma in our body and this probably is like a big thing that doesn't allow sexuality like that energy to flow right and like this needs to be healed a lot for us to like experience our sexuality like to the fullest um like what are some like uh exercises or techniques and stuff that you uh help with with trauma yeah, so trauma is a big one, it's, and it's just identifying where does your lack of self-worth come from? You know, figuring out, like I have a series of questions that I ask people when it comes to how they grew up in their family. Like, did your parents divorce? Were you adopted? That's a big one. And, um, you know, like, how was your relationship with your mom? How was your relationship with your dad? And figuring that out. Uh, but we have to be able to move energy through our body and give it the attention that it deserves. So whether it be writing, writing is extremely good. Like, you know, what, what was your relationship with your dad like? And just don't think about it, just write it down. There might be a lot of stored memories and traumas in there. Like, oh, my dad, you know, hit me that one time. I actually forgot about that. And all these things will start flowing out of you you know, these memories and this energy is really wanting to come out of us because we don't need to be telling that story and we don't need to be living in that trauma anymore. Mm -hmm. So kind of giving the attention. If there's like deep rooted trauma, you know, movement therapy, moving it out of your body, Reiki is really, really amazing to get it flowing out. It you have to match the type of energy that it is. So it's a, if it's a really aggressive trauma, you might need help with an energy healer with movement, Kundalini breathing, um, more intense stuff like that. But you know, if it's the basics, cause we all went through shit and we all have a story to tell of how we grew up with bullying and all that. So, you know, if it's around more of that basic stuff, a lot of writing and just being open and honest with yourself. We all have a shadow side. We have all messed up in our life. And it's about taking ownership for that and then shining light on it, understanding it and forgiving ourselves and forgiving everyone. Mm-hmm, yeah. No, a hundred percent. And like, uh, you mentioned like movement, uh, like a lot so far, like, can you tell me like why you think like the importance of movement is even like when it comes to like healing or even sexuality? Yeah. Um, because we are energy and emotions are energy in motion. Mm. we have to be able to help move that out of our body. It could be stuck in a certain way. Like, you know, for instance, Sometimes I'll just feel sad and I don't really know where it'll come from and I'll try to have a bath and I'll try to journal and it won't really come out of me. I'll put on slow meditative music and I'll slowly start to move my body and then tears will roll down my face. So, mm. you know, sometimes emotions, which are energy in motion, get stuck. And then if we start moving our body and consciously think about healing our body as we're moving, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, look at all the tribes out there and, you know, way, way back in the day, dance has been around forever. It's how they called on the spirits. It's how they got, you know, answers from the spirits. It's, you know, moving our body in a free way is very, very healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, no, I agree with that completely. And that's why like movement and breathing, like these things are so important. And um yeah, when once I like actually started like realizing that like it like really opened up my inner world to me, like actually like getting more connected with our body. And um you do um workshops with like men and women. And uh so like I noticed with men, like it seems like a lot of your work you like try to connect them back to their body because that does seem like uh 
like uh, pretty much a big problem with most men this uh, in our society right now. So how do you like uh, deal like differently with men and women when you're doing your workshops? Like what are the common complaints or common issues that they're kind of dealing with? I think, you know, I, I really love men and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so proud of them for the way that they have handled what life has given to them and how they have had to push away from their feelings, how they've had to like pretend to be something that they're not in this world because at the end of the day, men and women have the same hearts, but men have not been able to feel um, and not, you know, being able to talk about their feelings. So it's just kind of breaking that boundaries and giving them a safe spot to be able to openly talk about their feelings and their hurts and, you know, cry if they need to, but men have not felt comfortable to move their bodies in a certain way for a really long time, because mm -hmm. that would be looked at as feminine. You know, they're like, our world has been very homophobic in a sense where it's like you would be called gay if you moved your body in a certain way. And so it's just like connecting back to the heart so that they are able to feel. And 100% of the time, you know, when I start meditations off with men and we get them to breathe in their heart for a couple of minutes, there will be some emotions that come up. There's a lot of emotions that are stuck in the heart. You know, for women, the emotions are stuck in the throat. They haven't been able to vocalize and speak um, on what they want and need. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... And then, you know, I would say both male and female, there's a lot of energy stuck in the sacral uh, region, which is our genital Genitals, area, yeah, okay. being like able to be sexually free. Mm. And uh, yeah, and that's how you kind of use the breathing and uh, meditation and stuff like that to like bring the energy up and like, uh, then, then they can like experience different types of pleasure. Is that what you're trying to do, right? Yeah, and just, you know, especially for men, like, allowing helping men allow themselves to feel pleasure like telling them to have a bath have a bath take care of yourself <laughs> downtime understand that you know you can you can take that weight off to your shoulder you don't have to be the main provider in this world you don't have to be this crazy view of a success as a ceo of a company and it's just like there's so much immense pressure on men to be the sole proprietor to make a certain amount of money and you know they they don't really give themselves time until it's too late and they're sick and then they have to lay in bed because they're not feeling good. So it's about like helping men understand to give themselves self-love, self-care, allow themselves to feel pleasure and not just in a sexual way. Yeah, honestly, it's, uh, yeah, it's something we really do need to learn. That's why like, uh, that's actually one of the reasons like I love like starting this, like I've noticed uh, the different types of people who are coming. I think my audience at the moment is like 50-50 like women, men, but uh, it's always great to see like men like uh, really learning these kind of things of like, because I talk a lot about like trying to get back in your body and understanding our emotions and stuff like that in this podcast. And it's really true. And I really like how you were saying like with women, you're saying a lot of their energy is kind of stuck in their throats, you were saying. and. Uh, and yeah, I've heard that like uh, before with like uh, like women as well. They're saying like uh, a lot of it is not being able to kind of like vocalize what you want uh, pretty consistently and just be like more assertive in that way. Is that how you kind of teach it? Yeah, we're we're the feelers of mm -hmm. the human creation. We feel men are more logical and they are the doers, but women were the feelers. And so we need to be able to communicate what we're feeling a lot of the time and I think our voice has been it's 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 better now but our voice has been taken away for many 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 years and so it's learning to speak up on when you want things and speak up on when you don't want things especially you know I think you know it carries down from generation to generation you know there was a time period in our world where men or where women solely relied on being with a man to survive. Mm -hmm. And so 
they just wouldn't speak up for their wants and for their needs and for their desires. And, you know, they weren't able to drive and they weren't able to go to college. And (laughs) so it's just like getting back to that. And, um, and then also too, I, one of my main things that I help women and teach them with is connecting with their cycles and learning how to work with that and the magic of that, because that knowledge has been hidden for a long time and it's been an embarrassment and impairment when actually it holds deep, deep ancient wisdom. And once they're able to connect with that, they're able to be confident and, you know, be really proud of being a woman, being proud of having a cycle and speak up from that. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, like when you're on like different parts of your cycle, you're saying like you're supposed to be doing different things. Is this how you connect to it? Um, yeah. So there's, I'll just kind of do a small briefing, but there's four seasons in a cycle. And just as we have four seasons in the world, there's winter, spring, summer, autumn. And so each of those seasons mean different things, but every single day, a woman will feel the exact same way every day in a month. And so, yeah, so it's very interesting. In one month, we have four seasons and it it works with like how we're fertile and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we'll basically feel the exact same way every single day, every month, uh, if we learn how to work with that and figure out how to tap into our four seasons. Oh, all right. (laughs) Very interesting uh, work. All right. (laughs) Um, No, this is uh, pretty cool. Um, So let's talk a little bit about uh, guilt and shame a little bit that's like surrounded um, uh, like sexuality. Um, Because I know like, I think we have like two directions now that we're kind of coming from. Like we have that religious direction, which is kind of like, um, you know, been driven down in us just in culture and our childhoods that give us the guilt and shame. And then we have it from the other end, which is kind of porn now, which is like um, might give us a guilt and shame in just a different kind of way. Like uh, what, what's your kind of views on these things? Yeah. So that it's deep, deep, deep conditioning. (laughs) Like that, that one is like through generations and generations that we felt guilt and shame around, like, you know, guilt and shame is as simple as your parents not talking about sex with you when you were young, you know, or saying like, or if you confided in your mom that you had sex, you know, your mom saying, well, don't tell your dad, that's shame. And, you know, when it comes to religion, like look back, like, we're talking about the Virgin Mary who had a kid, but she was a virgin. Like, look how much shame is around that. Look how much shame around a woman having sexes. You know, she was implied to be a virgin, even though she had a child, which is ridiculous in my mm-hmm. point of view. But, uh, <laughs> but um, it's been carried down and it's been so shameful. And I think, you know, not a lot of people understand it and they just think you know they put the stick in the hole and a baby pops out when there's immense power behind it immense and so i think it frightens people and i think you know as a type of you know the toxic masculinity i would say would be really domination and control And so there was a lot of domination and control, wanting to control the women, which would make them, you know, be shamed for having sex. So Mm. it's keeping that, it was keeping that control on the women. Yeah. And then like, yeah, you say these things kind of get like really deep into the psyche of women. Yeah. Psyche, deep into the psyche of women and men. I mean, it's been carried down from like our parents and our grandparents and our great grandparents. Like look how many generations that's carried down to shaming sex. Like I know um, there's this big thing going on in Kamloops actually where this young girl was sent home from wearing this outfit. And she was wearing this turtleneck with this long dress over top but this dress had a little bit of lace and it was too distracting and it was you know too sexual but it just goes to show the way those teachers were thinking you know they have guilt and shame around their sexuality so they want to point something out or they are might they might be perverted in their mind by thinking that 
sexual is bad or thinking that they've seen a young girl and it caused them to think that she looked sexy, which they deemed bad in their mind because we deem sexy as bad, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Damn, that's uh, pretty crazy. Like just a little bit of lace and that's all it was. Yeah, it was just like a, it, she was wearing this white turtleneck long sleeve and then she had put this dress over top uh, and it just had a little bit of lace here and it went down to her knees. But it just go to, goes to show that like whoever those teachers were, they thought she was sexy. And because she was that young of an age, you know, they, they deemed it bad. Mm. But it's like, why sexy? Is something that you carry you know yeah you know it's not it, you could wear that girl could have worn whatever she wanted but obviously she was tapped into that energy at that time which happens mm -hmm. yeah and you're right like uh yeah we just end up shaming sexy like uh in so many different ways and yeah that's a good example of one damn yeah sorry to hear that that sucks <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's your, like, uh, when it comes to like porn, then like, uh, what, how, what's your kind of views on this? Like, uh, do you think it's like healthy? Do you think it's like, what's its con contribution to like sexuality? Do you think it's hurting people's uh, sexuality? So I never want to take away good experience that people have had with porn or in a relationship, whatever. But my point of view is that it's not good. It's mm. not good at all. It's not good for men and it's not good for women. Obviously it shows actors having sex. And you know, if you've ever watched documentaries, most of those girls are crying afterwards or most of those girls are fighting over who has to do the anal shot because it's so terrible for them. Mm -hmm. And it's not even real whatsoever at all. And you know, it just makes you think that that's what sex looks like, this constant Thing like that and like that's not the way we should move our bodies and that's not the way we should connect at a soul love base mm. and that doesn't feel good for women it doesn't unless they're like three bottles of wine deep like <laughs> that's not just that's not the way it works and you know i think there's this huge amount of men in their 20s and 30s that are now having to take Viagra because they've been watching porn and they cannot have an erection when it comes time to have sex because they've completely taken themselves out of the equation. And, you know, I had this video that blew up on TikTok and not in the best way, but, you know, I had stated that the reason why you know, it's, it's not super good for men to be addicted to watching porn is that it trains their mind at an unconscious level of getting off to another man giving pleasure to a woman. It takes them out. So now their mind, in order to need to get an erection, they need to see another man giving pleasure to a woman. And Oh, damn, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, and so it kind of takes you out of the equation, right? We're very visual as human beings, but what we need to tap into is being turned on by yourself, being visual with ourself and the energy that we create with it when we're relying on a certain image in order to get us aroused. And then we'll never see that image by our wife or by our husband because they're not a paid porn star mm -hmm. no it would be hard to be able to get into it if that's what you're relying on and you know there's there's also a lot of like trauma there too when people are really involved in a certain type of porn you know whether it be like being choked or slapped or whatever like those people don't even understand that as a child that was happening to them and they didn't know where to store it in their brain. So they stored it in their brain of something that would give them pleasure. Mm -hmm. And so now they find pleasure in that because that is a wound, a sexual wound that they're using from a circumstance that happened when they were a child. Yeah, no, and that's actually a good point. <laughs> it can be a lot of it's a lot of sick stuff right there's a lot of sick stuff when it comes out to porn out there and yeah if you want to talk about porn like lightly and how it's not good but think about all the other stuff that's hidden on in on the black market that's just awful too no it's uh it's bad a hundred percent bad and like 
yeah, it's kind of weird now, like, seeing that, like, the biggest, like, the biggest genres of porn are, like, step siblings porn, which is just weird. I don't know how the hell did that get so goddamn big. But, uh, yeah, that seems like some hidden something there. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's just, like, that was probably just, you know, not being able to freely communicate that they found someone beautiful or whatever and they stored it down like those are that's just a childhood trauma or maybe you know they were sexually molested by their step sibling Mm -hmm. and then now they're fixated on that Mm -hmm. like it's it's deep dark trauma there that goes on hidden within our sexuality and that's why doing the the shadow work and all that's really really good for your sexuality because you'll become free in it and you'll be able to have confidence in it and allow yourself to speak up for the things that you want and that you don't want but when it comes to porn like really I think you're just setting yourself up for failure yeah a hundred percent I didn't like honestly I've never heard that uh take on it before of like uh as a man you're watching another like you're getting aroused by watching another man like uh being in a woman and stuff which is just uh yeah, I can see like on TikTok, you probably had like a lot of people just saying shit, eh? Yeah, they were, yeah, it was not good. Someone asked me if I got my degree from Trump and like all this stuff, but ba- yeah, but basically, you know what it was, it was like, it was a really big trigger because they obviously watch a lot of porn. They've never thought about it like that. And then I stroked their ego a little bit by, yep. and they probably are maybe a little bit homophobic and not free in their sexuality thinking that I basically called them gay yeah well like honestly I agree and uh I know what you're saying and honestly with my uh experience like I'll get a little personal but like uh, I haven't been like watching porn for a few years now and like with me like when I started kind of noticing that it was just like um I started noticing like I just I trained myself like how to get aroused, how to like masturbate and how to like get a release and do it so quickly that it's like, this is kind of the way like I was trained. I was training my body how to feel pleasure. And then like when I was actually with a woman, it was like, it was kind of like, well, hey, this is how it like does because like, this is how I do it all the time. And then I just realized it's like, oh, because I'm watching porn all the time and masturbating the exact same way all the time, like I was training my body to like feel pleasure like this. And then, yeah, that was affecting myself with a woman because it was like, this is how I like to feel pleasure when it's like, no, there should be, there's many ways you can feel pleasure and you should feel it all over your body. And like, that's why, like, when I left uh, porn, like uh, my sexuality went uh, like through the roof and just like me feeling those pleasure, like all over my body again and being able to like, um, being able to attract women, especially like that was another thing, like you were saying, like our sexuality is a life force like when we're constantly just letting it go um and like yeah especially like uh, as a guy that as we age like we don't have that like coming to us as easier easily as it used to like when we're constantly just letting it go like it drains us and like our facial features our body everything how we vibrate to other people like that like it's not the same so like once once I learned that like I, I could tell like I was getting more female attention because I was actually like more in my body, more vibrant and like uh, more energetic and like uh, people like yeah, people are attracted to that, right? 100%. Yeah. You're uh, if, if you don't release uh, your testosterone levels go up in one week, if yeah. you don't do for one week to 45%. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is insane. Your testosterone is what makes you attractive to another woman. And the exactly. thing I always tell everyone's like, well, is masturbation bad? Is having sex bad? No, nothing is bad. It's the way you're going about it. And if you're constantly using it as a form of release, 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 well, that's what you're going to get. You're going to be completely depleted in your body when you're using it as a form of teachings and a, a learning about your body and you're exploring about your body that fills you up instead of depletion, depletion, depletion. Yeah. So like, yeah, like use it more to learn about your body and instead of this depletion. And like, I remember like, just as in college, like just when we're just such immature kids and stuff and just like, 
I remember like talking with other guys and like our mindset was just like, you know, if you're bored, you're just like, oh, just go like, go beat off and take naps. You know, this is like our stupid mindset of dumb kids. Like, uh, but that's how we kind of thought about it. It was just like, oh yeah, you can go uh, do it in five, 10 minutes. It's no big deal. And like, yeah, yeah it's just like such a stupid like way to learn about it uh, or way to do it because um yeah you have to really like understand this is how you're teaching your body to feel pleasure right yeah exactly and like yeah you didn't know better no one's been talked about this sort of stuff like people when they have sex usually they have to have a substance in order to get confident whether they have a couple drinks or do drugs or whatever like I doubt there's a whole ton of people out there that are consciously thinking about, you know, building their energy up in their body and using their sexual energy as they go to share it with another person. We're so confused on that. So we end up drowning it with booze or whatever it is to feel comfortable enough to do so. When if more people just tapped in and realized what it is and that it's not shameful and that's not a guilty thing, you could roll around in it. You can be you can find more pleasure in it when you're not feeling so shameful. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. Um, all right, let's switch to, uh, topics before we uh, end this. Um, uh, like a lot of people come and talk to you about their relationships and stuff. So like, I was just wondering, like when people come to you and they talk about being in a toxic relationship, like, like how do you kind of deal with that? Like what kind of advice do you usually like to give? Well, it depends because sometimes people just want an ear and they just want to be listened to. And, you know, one form of communication that nobody thinks is communication is listening. And so I always tell people it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what anybody says. You know, you have to come to this conclusion yourself you know, you will be the one, but I'm telling you right now, the problem is you. It's not your partner. It's you because you are the one that, and, and it's, it's hard. It's hard mm -hmm. to hear that, but it's absolutely true. You are the reason why you're with your partner. You know, you are choosing to be treated as such. There is not enough self-love there for you to be able to remove yourself from that situation. And so the work to do to get yourself if you want out of a toxic relationship or to get yourself to a point where you're able to speak on your wants and to take your power back is to get your self-love back so you know saying a mantra every day building up your strength you know when you fully truly love yourself you won't be in a toxic relationship you just mm. won't, you won't take it you won't see it you'll the clouds will part and you'll be able to see how toxic it is yeah and like so yeah because like i bet some people if you told them that kind of answer they would like say you're blaming the victim kind of thing but you're just saying like no empower the victim like yeah. give them give them tools how to love themselves because once they love themselves that'll take care of the problem it'll take care of the problem yeah so just giving them a mantra to say every single day and obviously like i'm talking on like um very light you know toxic relationship yeah yeah no okay if there's a form of abuse and everything like that then yeah you you need to take get bigger. them out of there quicker probably yeah yeah 100 percent. but it's just and it's just understanding that we're all human and that we're all working with our shadows and that nothing is about us when someone does something, it's solely about them. And you can be in a very conscious relationship and you can still be able to call your partner out when you see their shadow coming out. Mm -hmm. Like there will still be always circumstances. Like our when you're in a relationship, it's it's a mirror. It's it's showing you what you need to work on and it's showing the other person what they need to work on. And it's constant work. It's not easy being in a relationship, right? Um, it's always gonna be work, but you know toxicity and you know not being empowered by your partner and, and not feeling supported by your partner you know a lot of the time we can be relying on our partner to make us feel good about ourselves yeah and that will never work you will never ever feel sexy from your partner you you know, I mean you can take a compliment and it can feel good but you'll never ever feel full sexiness 
from your partner thinking that you're sexy. You'll never feel beautiful because your partner thinks you're beautiful. You know, you will not be able to get anything that you think from your partner. That's, uh, yeah, honestly, that's very wise. Like, uh, that's a really good thing to tell people. Um, and yeah, I love your message. It's always, it's self-empowerment. Like, you have to, like, empower yourself. And, like, uh, I, I love that message. Uh, all right, Ashley, you were awesome. Thank you so much for this. I got to ask you one more question. It's a question of the podcast. So, uh, Ashley Sanderson, God, yay or nay? Uh, do I believe in God? Yeah, that's the question. I, uh, most people, uh, yeah, if they have their own idea of what it is, they kind of say it, or if they just say no, like go nuts. I get every type of answer. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I believe in something outside of myself, and that's what I choose to believe that God is. That there's something that is bigger outside of me, and I think that if you are able to tap into that, you can have a fulfilling life and you can put your trust in life and you always feel protected and you always feel safe it's just understanding that there's something outside of ourselves there's something bigger than what we are and so yay yeah. Yay. All right. Uh, that was awesome. Ashley, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, please let my audience know where they can get a hold of you and uh, anything you want to promote. Go nuts. Okay, awesome. So my website is www.challengelamere.com. You can see everything that I offer on there. You can see my classes that I offer. I'm really prevalent on my Instagram, which is ashleysanderson.ctm. And uh, yeah, I, I put a lot of videos on there that help a lot of people. I'm available for coaching as well. You can get a hold of me at challengethemirror at gmail.com. And yeah, I just, um, I love helping people and I love being open and honest. I like calling out the bullshit, you know, like at the end of the day, we got to work on ourselves. So if you want to get to a certain level in your life and, you know, the goal in our life is to love ourselves and you know everything else can come easy after that oh yeah all right thank you so much ashley i appreciate it thank you appreciate you all right that was another episode thanks for listening everybody please like and subscribe to the podcast give it a good rating that always helps and share it with like-minded people i really do appreciate that you can check me out at newerkidy on instagram or check out my website, newerkidy.com. You can see my comedy. You can see my comedy dates that are coming up and all that other information. We're part of the comedy here often, Podcast Network on 604 Records. But I'll see you next time on another episode of God Yay or Nay.